When you're smiling. Hey, you. Bubbly sparkling water is crisp, refreshing, and perfect for any occasion. Kind of like my voice, but in a can. No calories, no sweeteners, all smiles. Bubbly. Crack a smile. Hey, what's up, man? Hey, how's it going? It's going good, man. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, I can hear you good, Kyle. Awesome, awesome. Uh, can you hear me okay? Yeah, definitely. I'm going to turn this up a little bit. There we go. All right. Cool. Perfect. All right. So the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to introduce the show and introduce everybody to you, and then after that, we'll get into it. Sounds good, man. Bear with me. I hope I don't screw you up here. Nah, man. You're not. <laughs> like I said, you can give a perspective from a fan's perspective versus how I do it and everything. So we can actually have two different sides. Uh, do we have any topics? Uh, well, what I was going to do was I was thinking about doing us uh, this revisiting thing with us uh, as kids, seeing Mortal Kombat for the first time, and then going into a, maybe a little bit of movie news. Yeah, that sounds good. All right. So, hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. For today's podcast, I got my good friend Kyle Barone with me. Say hello to everyone, Kyle. Hey, how's it going? All right. So, as a I know that we used to be big gamers as kids, and we're even big gamers now. Absolutely. And, you know, I started thinking about this. Like, I was with my group of friends. You were with your group of friends and everything, too. But I remember being in line to see Mortal Kombat for the very first time and how yeah. excited we were as gamers, as kids of the 90s, seeing our favorite characters on the screen for the very first time. Absolutely, man. It was a great experience. I remember playing the game. It was uh, a stand-up game in that pizza shop. What was it? Pizza Inn, I believe? Yeah, yeah, it was Pizza Inn, and then there was Pizza Hut, but Pizza Inn was like the very first one that we got in at, in yes. town at that time. Yes, it was so controversial. It was, because the violence was extreme to, and everything, way past Super Mario Brothers level. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I'd come from Super Nintendo to that. Right? It's like, <laughs> you go from trying to take down Donkey Kong, trying to get to the princess or whatever, and then also with Super Mario Brothers trying to get into... Uh, trying to get Super Mario Brothers into the last world, trying to get mm-hmm. Bowser and everything, <laughs> to ripping out somebody's heart. Exactly. <laughs> Having a flawless victory and a finish. <laughs> exactly. And it was just crazy, though, for its time. Like, my parent, my mom, and everything didn't even know anything about Mortal Kombat or what it was about. So she just bought me the game without even knowing. Same, absolutely. What was that, 1995? My mom absolutely trusted yeah. me at that age. I don't know why. <laughs> Same here. I think because of the fact that they knew that we could actually um, know the difference between reality and what's fiction. Very true. Very true. Because as a kid, I don't know if you had your talk whenever you're, we, when we were little or anything like that, but my mom used to tell me, look, this is a horror film and everything. This is not real. The, the actors are not really getting killed or anything. This is all make-believe. Oh, definitely. Yeah, they had to break it down for me. Obviously, I was terrified at first. My first scary movie was a Freddy Krueger movie. Didn't Mine know what too. to think. <laughs> Mine too. And I still remember having nightmares from a nightmare on Elm Street and waking yeah. up in a cold sweat as a kid. Absolutely. Sweating, soaking so, the sheets, man. <laughs> exactly. So you and I were both pretty much on par with the same situation with here with Mortal Kombat. Definitely. And, you know, I remember seeing Johnny Cage, because Johnny Cage was my favorite Mortal Kombat character. Really? Actually, Luke yeah. Kang was my favorite. Robin Shu was my guy. <laughs> really? 
Absolutely. For me, I always wanted to be an actor. I always wanted to be on the face of a cereal box or something like that, you know? Mm -hmm. But Johnny Cage is actually what represented that character to me was because number one, he's an actor and actor action star too. So he was on that kind of actor caliber thing that I wanted to be. Absolutely. Yeah. He was definitely a showboater. (laughs) That's for sure. Exactly. He had all the women. (laughs) He had everything that anybody would want as an, as an actor as somebody that's famous. And that's exactly the kind of lifestyle I thought that I had wanted back when I was younger, because of the fact that number one, you don't even know what celebrities actually go through. It's just that the fact is, Oh, these actors are so cool because they're on the big screen, but you don't know what they go into the day-to-day life. I can't handle normal stuff. I couldn't have uh, the paparazzi following me around all day, following my family. Exactly. Now that I look <laughs> back on it, it's like, I don't want that lifestyle. I'll, I'll yeah. take normalcy for, for what it is. <laughs> you know? I think, who, who was that that played Johnny Gage? Was it Lyndon? Yeah. Lyndon Ashby? Yeah, Lin- that's it. That's actually who it is. He was pretty good. He filled the part good. I thought he did very good with it. For as, Don't get me wrong, it's cheesy now, but for <laughs> his time, he, th- he was spot on as Johnny Cage and everything. Yeah. And I think the casting was very well done on that, that movie as well. I agree with you. And as a matter of fact, that guy, Liu Kang, the actor, he even played in Beverly Hills Ninja after that. Really? <laughs> I didn't recognize him in it. Yeah, he played Chris Farley's brother in the movie. <laughs> So, Robin Shu. Kind of, yep. I couldn't believe that, though. That was actually pretty cool. I think Christopher Lambert had to be the number one guy in there, though. He was the most recognizable person that I can recall I being in there. I do agree with you on that part. But, you know, just seeing our favorite characters on there for the on the big screen and everything just gave me goosebumps, you know? Absolutely. And I remember us waiting in line, and then not only that, but we also had, there was other movies during that time that was there too. There was house. The new house party movie was on, up at the movie theaters. Oh gosh, I forgot about the house house party series. Yeah, that was up there, and then not only that, but we also had uh, Showgirls that was playing at the same time. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> so we had three blockbusters basically playing at the same time. Oh Demi Moore, I'm glad you guys didn't tell me that. <laughs> well, Demi Moore wasn't in that one. That was in striptease. Wait, which one were we talking about? Showgirls was the girl from... Oh, yes. That is correct. Because that, that was the most true. controversial thing during its time. Yeah, that one was a little bit bad. That was an NC-17 movie, right? One of the first ones that I recall. Well, get this. They were actually going to make it NC-17. Then they changed it to R rating. They did an R rating for it. Okay, okay. Yeah, I, th- I don't think I've seen that movie, actually. I did. <laughs> I saw it a couple <laughs> of years course later you did. Was... <laughs> hey, who doesn't want to see... Uh, Slater's girlfriend take off her clothes. This is true. This is very true. Especially in a teenage year, in our teenage years, though, too. Even though we were young during that time, a couple of years later in my teens, I decided to go back and watch it. <laughs> this is worth a look. Let's see. Right. <laughs> For science, so, you let's know. Let's see if she's got some. You know what? <laughs> let's see if she has some talent. <laughs> she you was know? full of talent, I hear. <laughs> yeah. Very full of talent. Oh, man. But, uh, but man, I, I I still have a great I I still have that great feeling of it as a gamer watching this movie even now. Oh, absolutely. But, I, but you know, I have, I actually own the soundtrack to that thing. Really? Yeah, I actually own the soundtrack. <laughs> On CD <Yeah>. or cassette? <laughs> cassette. Oh no. 
right? In case you kids don't know what a cassette tape is, it's this little plastic thing. It has two holes in it. Mm-hmm. It has a little strip, and that's actually a cassette tape. It's like a but, mini VHS. <laughs> right. But yeah, I remember having that on cassette tape, and it was this high techno energy type of soundtrack. Yes. And that, I fell in love with the music. That was one of the first times I've heard that genre of music besides... Um... Oh God, Prodigy! I think it was. It was kind of close yeah, to it. Prodigy was like the first one to arrive on the scene, aside from Moby. Actually, I think they were in the soundtrack, right? Yeah, they were in the soundtrack. Yeah. Okay. It's probably where I heard them the first time. <laughs> but you know, that's what I liked about it was the originality behind the soundtrack mm-hmm. and the sound. Yeah. Because it was unique, and you and I both can actually relate to it as kids. Listen to high energy music like that, and oh, us yeah. being hyped up on caffeine. Or oh, always. <laughs> <laughs> And everything, we'll, we could get into some stuff. Oh, gosh. <laughs> did we ever? Yeah, we did. Yeah, well, who uh, else was at the movies that night? Was it just us? Or were there anyone else there? Mark Forbes was mm-hmm. there. Okay. There was you. I want to say Ernie was there, too. He might have been. If I was there, Ernie was usually with me most of the time. Right. <laughs> you two are pretty much like the tag team when it comes down to, if, you, if I don't see one, I see the other. Absolutely. So you and Ernie, I think, were there. My best, fr- my other friend Kevin was there, nice. and his sister, huh? Oh, um, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, my friend Kevin, his sister, and his little brother Cameron, okay, was there. And you know, my mo- I felt bad for my parents. <laughs> I felt <laughs> yeah. bad for our parents. Like here we are, like this is awesome, and then our parents are like, "Can we just let this hour and thirty minutes just go by?" It wasn't that long. Exactly. It was an hour and 30 minutes. You guys can make it. Hang on. Right. It's not that bad. And then all of a sudden, you watch it now, and like, I made them sit through this. Yes. I sat through this. <laughs> right. And I am enjoying it. I'm, I'm filling myself with popcorn and soda. Mm-hmm. Just chilling and relaxing and watching this movie. That was the best days, man. Gosh. Dude, it was. Like, seriously, man. Is that movie theater still there? Dude, no, it's not. That oh. Bogalusa movie theater is not there anymore, man. Like, I feel really bad. The last movie I think I saw a movie being featured there was uh, was the very first Silent Hill movie. Oh, so it's been a while. Yeah. Oh, wow. That movie is now abandoned. That movie theater is now gone. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, it's in Bogalusa. You couldn't stand the stench. So. <laughs> I guess not. <laughs> but it's now run down. There's not anybody running it. And I just recently looked at it and passing and the glass is all shattered it, it's oh. bad oh man what a waste right i had some good memories in that movie theater though <laughs> it has been so long since i've been out that way it's been at least 10 years you're not missing anything up much from that. <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna tell you that right now i'll take your word on it actually <laughs> <laughs> because i have to go there sometimes to help pay for my mom's stairs uh bill and everything and it's <laughs> There's nothing there. Yeah. Yeah, stay in Poplarville. <laughs> exactly. Even though there's nothing here in Poplarville. I was going to say, it's a shame when Poplarville has more going on. <laughs> exactly. Maybe not stuff that we want going on, but there's stuff going on. Well, there's a lot. <laughs> well, get this. We actually had our, uh, we actually had a movie theater here. Not a movie theater, but a uh, stage play. Stuff really? like that. Yeah, it, um, it was actually doing pretty well at the Dixon. It was called the Dixon Theater. Mm-hmm. We actually had Kevin Costner that came into town. Really? Yeah, we had Kevin Costner come into town with his band. Wow. Play. 
And I'm not my, I, I don't like country music, so I didn't go. But, <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> but that was like the most famous celebrity that we actually had down here. Uh, he was passing through on his way to Gulfport, you know, and just had to sleep somewhere. <laughs> right, because I looked at his whole entire tour thing. All of a sudden, I see Pupville, Mississippi, Kevin Costner and his band. I'm like, is this the Kevin Costner or is this someone that's named Kevin Costner and he's just pretending that he's Kevin Costner? <laughs> you know, it's bad when you have to go to Poppaville to play a show. It's almost as bad as right? doing a, like a Bengay commercial for Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> exactly. But from what I heard, though, Kevin Costner actually likes going to small towns, though. Okay. Hey, bring the so publicity. Cool. <laughs> is that is that place still open as well? Uh, what's that? The Dixon Theater still open? Uh, actually, it's not now. I think oh, the man. woman who uh, had it open and everything, she got up in age to where she couldn't take care of it. The last time I've been in that theater was for a haunted house. Okay. And, That's a change. Yeah, you know Kyle Ford? He was yeah. actually a part of that. Really? Uh, haunted house thing, yeah. Well, that's pretty awesome, too. And I'm like, I didn't want to break him away from his acting or whatever, so I'm like, I looked at my ex. I'm like, that's one of my best friends. <laughs> Him? She's yeah. Like, I said, yeah. I'm like, she goes, okay, that's cool. <laughs> I didn't want to say Kyle. <laughs> oh, hey, John. Like, <laughs> right? Because I know how Kyle is. He'll be, he'll just go in and get out of character. <laughs> and it will take a while to actually get back into character. So I didn't mm-hmm. want to do that at all. So, with all that being said, where do you actually get to go watch movies there now? Is it still just Picayune? Actually, Picayune closed down for a while. Oh, man. And get this. You know how before you used to have that, uh, where your feet used to be stuck to the floor type of thing? Oh, yes. (laughs) Either urine or coke. We never knew. (laughs) Right. Or it was cum. We don't know. Oh, Lord. (laughs) (laughs) But. Well, Showgirls was there. (laughs) Right. But they closed that one down, and I would have to drive 45 minutes away, which is in Hattiesburg, just to go see a movie. Wow, that's dedication, man. It really was, because <laughs> of the fact that, you know, I even signed up for their membership, which is like a, uh, for a year for like 10 bucks. So for everything that you buy at the concession stand goes on your card. Like, for every dollar that you spend goes on that card. Okay. And you can use it for concession stands, or you can use it to get into the movie theater and everything and buy... Um, movie tickets hopefully you want enough to make that worthwhile i got like 40 dollars in <laughs> that's not bad no because think of it like this that's uh free tickets free movie ticket for me and plus popcorn mm-hmm. if i wanted it you can't beat it no not at all but back when uh the seventh fast and the furious movie came out mm-hmm. was when the movie theater in picune actually reopened okay and now it's called Arcadian uh, Movies. And it's just basically your basic stadium seating mm-hmm. and everything. No reserve seating or anything like that. But you have $5 movie nights oh, over wow. there. So any movie is for $5 on Tuesday nights. That's pretty cheap. That is. And I don't mind going on a Tuesday night. And it's only like 20 minutes away. Yeah. I mean, you're off in time. Right. But the only bummer about that is they only have, like, five screens. So, therefore, they mostly show, like, kids' movies. Yeah, sometimes. that makes sense. I'm One like, good movie, sucks. the rest are just, like, mediocre. 
Right. So, matter of fact, I even called them out on it, uh, and I don't mean to do this to them because I never tell them how to run their business or whatever. Yeah. But they had Jumanji in the next level playing for like three months. <laughs> it's time to move I'm on, like, though. <laughs> exactly. It's like, look, I'm not one to tell you how to run your business, but everyone's seen Jumanji in the next level and everything. We, and do you have anything for adults to go and see? Seriously. Because not everybody has... I don't have kids. I, I need something serious. <laughs> exactly. But they got rid of that and they put the Invisible Man on. So I went and saw that. How was that? Dude, it was fantastic. Really? I've been wanting to watch it. I haven't gone out with all this crap going well, on. I've been trying to work as much as possible. Oh, I understand, man. And get this. You can actually watch that movie on uh, Amazon Prime now. Really? It's like 20 bucks to rent or buy. Oh, that's not bad. Price to pay no, to go it, to the theater. Exactly. By the time you get gas, by the time everything else, you're paying at least close to 40 or $60. Oh, yeah, if I want a snack, for sure. <laughs> right. But, you know, it's just... I like going to the movie theaters because I like seeing the interaction with the crowd. Yeah. And I, everything, that's what I like the most. I think the crowd makes it a lot better. So going to see any horror movie or a funny movie, you laugh a lot more. You're even more scared than you would be at home. Exactly. That's what happened with uh, the movie Don't Breathe. Mm-hmm. These girls that were standing next to me and everything, they were scared to even breathe. <laughs> because the guy, they thought the guy was actually going to kill them. <laughs> hey, fair enough. That's, what so, was the one with John Krasinski? Um, the Quiet Place. Yeah, Quiet Place was like that. You same, exactly. I watched that. I was like, I didn't even want to talk after the movie. I was like, <laughs> I'm just going to go home. <laughs> exactly. And I love that, though. I mean, what did you like about The Quiet Place, though? Honestly, everything about it. Um, I like the ominous feel of everything. I think the character development was pretty on point as well. The monsters were kind of meh. But everything else was really good. I think John Krasinski did a really good job. I feel like, if I'm not mistaken, one of his first movies directing? Yeah, that was one of his first movies directing. And And he also had his wife in there, too. Oh, was that the wife in the movie? Was that his wife? Yeah, that was his wife. Oh, I didn't know that. Excellent. And the gr- here's another fun trivia fact, though, too. The girl that was in the movie mm-hmm. was actually deaf. Really? Yep. So she was a re- she was really deaf in real life. Wow, that's pretty awesome, actually. And they're making a it second really one. Is. Uh, I want to see the second one so bad, man. Me too. Like, and you know what? I love the fact that there's hardly any dialogue in this, but mm-hmm. the way they they look at each other. And everything, even though there's no dialogue, you can actually feel the suspense between them because the way they're actually looking at each other. Oh, absolutely. Every scene had me on the edge of my seat. I, I couldn't turn away. I didn't get to see it in theaters. I kind of waited probably too long to watch it. It was already out of the spotlight by the time I had gotten to it, but it was great. I think it was worth my time and looking forward to the second one. If it's in theaters, I'll definitely go see it. Same here. As a matter of fact, it was supposed to come out this month, I think. Oh, nice. Man. So I think that they're either going to release it digital like they're doing with these other movies mm-hmm. or they're going to push the release date back on it. So is that what they're doing now with the with the outbreak of this virus? They're releasing it digitally for people to watch? Yeah. Oh, that's pretty awesome. As a matter of fact, I'm going to give you a list of movies that are actually already released digitally so mm-hmm. that way you can watch them if you wanted to. Oh, that'd be perfect. Uh, let's see here. You have The Way Back with Ben Affleck, mm-hmm. which is a movie that I wanted to see. I don't know if you heard of it. Um, I've heard of it and I haven't seen it or i'm not even familiar with it at all really okay the plot is pretty much he 
you know, he's been dealing with alcoholism and stuff like that and his addiction with alcohol. Mm-hmm. And so he basically plays a guy who's having a, a coach, a basketball team that he used to be the rising star on back in high school. Mm-hmm. And so anyways, as the film goes on and everything, he, he winds up changing his whole entire persona where he puts down the bottle, he starts being sober again, and he starts taking everything serious to where he can actually coach these kids. Okay. So that's what I wanted to see. And plus, also, too, with him be- dealing with alcoholism and stuff like that and how it is so close to home for him. Yeah. That's what I wanted to see the most. And also drinking fake beer. You know, that actually has to take a toll on them. Oh, absolutely. I mean, especially battling anything like that. Oh, right. Couldn't imagine. Uh, the Hunt, that's mm-hmm. also going to be, that's also released digital as well. The Hunt. Did you, basically you have the left side and the right side facing off against each other, which when I mean by the left and the right side, you have your, you have your two political sides. And basically, they're hunting humans. Wait a minute. I think I have seen this. This almost reminds me of The Pest with John Linguizamo. Exactly. <laughs> that movie was hilarious. That was great. I love that movie. <laughs> I don't know what happened to that guy, but it was a great movie. <laughs> oh, he's still doing acting. He still does uh, He still does a, some acting and everything, too. You know, I say it was a great movie. Let me take that back. It was a funny movie. <laughs> It was. I don't know if it it's was. It's not great. like he's gonna get Oscars, but nah, but it was a good time. It was on it par was. with I the Polly Shore movies to me. Exactly. And you know what? My favorite part in the pest is the part where he acts like a Chinese guy. Oh, you you have to play it out for me. I don't remember. Okay. <laughs> he goes he's playing a takeout delivery guy. I'm just painting the scene. And <laughs> Basically, he goes, he's late for work, so he tries to get out of being late for work by doing this. He goes, the the Chinese guy is, oh, one more time, I fight your ass. Why are you late? He goes, I was, I'm sorry, I was late. Uh, I was walking my pet duck. He goes, you were walking your pet duck? Yeah. His, his name is Quacky. All of a sudden, he looks at the ducks on the on the top thing, just Quacky? Quacky? And and the Chinese owner is like, he looks at the chef, the cooks. He goes, "Did you cook Quacky? Did you cook Quacky?" I don't know, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) He goes, "I am so sorry. What do you want to eat?" He goes, "Some fried rice." (laughs) He goes, "What else?" And a little drop of lemon. And he goes, "Okay." I've got a. My other favorite thing, though, he goes, one more time, you're late, I fight your ass. You look like Mo from Three Stooges. <laughs> <laughs> that was a classic movie, though. Oh, I love it. In the 90s. It's been too long. I don't really even know is. where I could find a movie, that movie again. <laughs> I don't know either, to be honest. Unless you look at, like, eBay or something like that, and even then it might be on VHS. Yeah, I don't have a VHS but, player anymore. <laughs> I don't either. I got rid of that too. But I wouldn't be surprised if you could find that on like uh, on Prime or something or DirecTV when it comes on. Yeah, it might actually be. I definitely could bootleg it, but you know, we don't do that. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I don't condone it. Uh, no. But let's see here. But 
you know, another thing that they actually put on there was Onward, the new Pixar movie. Mm-hmm. That's going to be, that's actually available now for digital okay. release. And a matter of fact, it's supposed to be uploaded to Disney Plus soon. Oh, wow. Oh, it is a Disney movie, Disney Pixar, right? Yep. Yeah. So there's that. Okay. So you've got a little start there, something to watch. I mean, you've got a little bit extra time at home, more than I'd like, that's for sure. Even though I'm a non, even though I am an essential employee, to where, you know, I have to be at work. Yeah, same here. It's just, uh, just, just not enough hours. Honestly, I'm working, but just not full forty hours. Unfortunately, this has been a crazy, crazy week, man. It feels like it's taken already three weeks of my life. That sucks, man. I really, I'm sorry that's actually happening to you. I'm actually getting forty hours. That's okay. For mine, yeah. So that's but, the craziest part. The my employment, they want to cut my hours down a little bit and and still pay me the forty hours, just eliminate me being there as much as possible. Which is understandable because don't forget you're also working with a bunch of people too. Very true, and not to mention um, for everybody that's listening, I'm in the hospitality industry. We may be housing doctors as well to help with this coronavirus outbreak. And you're also part of the IT part, right? Yep, absolutely. That's what I thought. It's going to be a mess. Exactly. That's like, you know, some people are like, with the non-essential versus the essential part. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm off this week and everything. I get to binge watch everything. Well, good for you. That's excellent. I'm out here risking my life. I mean, I get it. Exactly. You got to have something to do. I'll make this one. (laughs) I'll be the Captain America while you go out and while you stay at home. So here's the here's the ultimate question. If you had a choice right now and they said, hey, look, John, you can come to work and make some money and, and help out or not. Would you do it or would you not? I would still work. I think with me, mm-hmm. I think I would still work because that's just how I am with my work ethic, ethics. And I think I would actually go insane if I didn't work. Same. I agree 100 percent. I know the risk I'm taking by being out there. I know housing doctors in that place is, is running a risk of <laughs> increasing the outbreak for us, but I feel like it's my civic duty at the moment. It's something I can do to help the community, and it really needs to be done, so I'm going to put myself out there. I don't have kids. nothing I need to worry about. It's just me. So, yeah, I'm here. I'm doing it. Exactly, and I'm the same way, too, even though I, you know, here's the thing. I live with my parents and everything just to help them out with bills and stuff like that, and my dad has Alzheimer's now, mm-hmm. but you know, <clears throat> I don't want to bring them, bring the virus home with me. But you know, I always try to take the extra precautions, like I'm supposed to be taking, and everything else, because I don't want them to get it. They're true. the most vulnerable people. And but not to it mention, would just me, I'm sorry. Oh no, go ahead. It would just drive me nuts if I was at home mm-hmm. and I wasn't able to work. Oh, very true. I mean, just going stir crazy. That cabin fever will get you. And besides exactly. the fact, too, like you guys are right next to Louisiana. Um, they have what 3,500 cases right now in the state. That's yep. that's pretty high numbers as opposed to having what one maybe in Pearl River County out there. That's actually crazy. And get this we, like I mentioned earlier today, like in Ocean Springs and on the coastline and everything, there are people that actually have the coronavirus. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and in Pearl River, where I'm at and everything, there's actually not that many people that I know of right now that has it, other than people in Pekin. Good. Well, not good for that, but good that less people have it. 
Right. And I think it's also, too, even though our governor has actually been closed down any borders or the state lines or anything like that, mm-hmm. I, and just using common sense, I think that's actually what, what's helping us mm-hmm. and everything. Because that's all we have to do is just use common sense, sanitize our hands, wash our hands, make sure that, you know, we're not, we're about six feet apart. Yeah. All things that we should be doing normally. I mean, yeah, the six feet is a little extreme. Obviously, the case warrants it, but I mean, you should be washing your hands. You should be sterilized. You should be mindful of germs out there. I mean, places are dirty. People are dirty sometimes. (laughs) It's it's just the way it is. You know, working with the public, you, you know, for sure. I mean. You gotta, you gotta stay clean, man. Exactly, especially whenever I'm going in and out of the building where I work at, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And I, oh, like I said, I work in the healthcare part. Yeah, yeah, you you're know, definitely so, exposed to it. I mean, luckily, you said what they have just a couple people in in the hospital right now. Yeah, we're not even that full or anything. So, and nothing to do with Corona. It's just regular yeah. ailments. Exactly. That's good. That's good. Makes me feel better knowing that you're you're still staying busy, but being safe as well. Exactly. Can't say the rest for the rest of the country. I mean, New York, New Jersey, Connecticut. It's insane right now over there. It's chaotic. It yeah. really is. I can't imagine being over there. And apparently, there's a rumor going around that they're going to start enforcing this this law in New York and these three states, these trifecta of states, to make sure that people aren't leaving their homes. They're not going. Which will that entail bringing out the National Guard? Are we just going to entrust our law enforcement to do that? What's going to transpire with that? Right. Are we going to go into martial law or how is everything else going to work later on? The uncertainty is what's the hardest part about this, I think. I think that's what every American, everybody that's going through this, everybody across the world, it's not just in America, get the ethnocentrism and think that everything that's going on is just us. But it's definitely not. This is a, it's definitely a shit show. <laughs> Pardon my language. It definitely is. No, no, no. You're good. But we'll get yeah. through it. <laughs> exactly. I know that I've talked about this before, but I'm just wondering, like, what do you think about movie theaters wanting to open for free for after the coronavirus? So, yeah, I, I mean, here's my thing. I, I really don't know. I think giving someone an option to go see uh, maybe a certain amount of movies or a certain just maybe one movie at any point throughout the year would be more beneficial having everybody after a pandemic gather in one place to meet a deadline may not be the healthiest situation for most people, but I get the concept behind it. They want to, they want to do for the community and I support that hundred percent, but let's, let's, uh, let's roll it out in waves. Maybe <laughs> let's start in one state and do it or something. I agree with you fully on that because here's the thing. I mentioned this before, but you know, I like to actually mention some stuff again or whatever, just in case some people are new to listening to me but there's a such thing as celebrating too early Mm -hmm. there is a such and not only that but people are gonna be scared to even go out even after all this is done yeah you know because we've been under quarantine for so long in isolation for so long that it's gonna take a while for people to want to go and take a chance to go into a movie again very true you're gun shy after this and this situation is gonna like I know you've probably heard it and read it, but it's going to change the world forever, no matter what the outcome is. And the outcome could be what we want and expect, and it could be not, but it's going to come to a close no matter what. How the world reacts to this moving forward, I think, is going to change dramatically. I think working from home is going to be a much bigger topic and being more 
protective of oneself and, and germs, things like that. I think that's going to be at the forefront for years to come, not alone the financial hardships that we'll be encountering because of this economy that's going to suffer right now. Exactly. And I know that another thing too is they want to show like older movies and everything too for free, mm-hmm. like they did in China, because that's what they did after the virus and everything was over with. Okay. They winded up showing like uh, older movies and stuff like that. Hmm. And another thing too is the fact that you know I get I get where they're coming from and I respect that. But if they do it all these movies digitally like they're doing right now, mm-hmm. that's not good for business because of the fact that the people overseas actually make up the difference for us. Okay. I don't I don't know if you knew that or not. No, I sure didn't. Like, okay, for instance, Transformers is a big old huge billion dollar movie. Yeah. But the last Transform Transformers movie that they came out with, not Bumblebee, but the one before that one. Mm-hmm. And everything didn't make that much money in the U.S. And it didn't make that much money overseas. But it actually does the thing to where it actually weighs everything out evenly. Because, okay, it doesn't make a mo- the movie does not make that much money over here in the U.S. But overseas, it can make over an amount of money. Yeah. Okay. And that's actually how the Transformer movies actually became a billion-dollar thing was because of overseas. And even for the Fast and the Furious films. Okay, that that does make sense. I mean, you know, cumulative, not just one specific country. Exactly, and not only that, but we have different release dates than what we do in the country, other countries too. True. Yeah, that is true. So yeah. you actually have to figure out a way to actually release things digitally if we're going to go that route mm-hmm. to where it actually comes out evenly on both ends, like we do now. Yeah. Hmm. So there's that little tidbit thing that I how I feel about that. Um. I guess I have a question too. Um, so, how about yeah. what do you think about all the concerts that are happening on Facebook and Instagram? All these bands, like I think the Backstreet Boys had one today, if, if I'm not mistaken. And oh wow, all these extra right <laughs> to come out of the woodwork for this. Like, what do you think about that? Have you got to watch any of those or experience yeah. anything like that? To be honest with you, I did stream one, mm-hmm. and that was the Dropkick Murphys concert. Good choice. And Very you know that's. Thanks, man. Because, you know, that's actually, they're actually from Boston. Yeah. So, and then they're also Irish, too. But this has always been my favorite rock band when it comes down to uh, Celtic music. Mm-hmm. Celtic music. And, you know, I have to admire them for wanting to at least give us some type of music, even though we're not going to be there and they're not filmed in front of a live audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I and think it's a great even idea. Dropkick Mur- right. And even Dropkick Murphy said this. He goes, this is normally the time before uh, St. Patrick's Day and everything, we usually come to Boston and put on a show. And we can't do that now, but we can still put a put on a show for you and do this live. And also, too, we're not going to tell you where we're at <laughs> until <laughs> after the show, because if we tell you where we're at now, there's going to be buku people coming in. Yeah, this will turn into but, a coronavirus right? gathering. <laughs> Right, and, he goes, and that's not something that we want. No. So he said, "We're going to tell you where we're at after the show is over with, so that way we can already pack up our stuff and we're gone by the time you guys get here." Perfect. <laughs> so that's what they winded up doing. I thought they handled it perfectly. So how was the stream? Was it was it good? Was it bad? To Worth be honest, your time. The stream was clear. 
Beautiful. The stream was very clear. They were answering fans' questions as they were actually doing their next set. Mm-hmm. They were talking to the fans, interacting with the fans, thanking the fans as they were reading the comments as they were jamming. Awesome. awesome. So I love that whole entire interaction. It feels more personal mm-hmm. because they will mention you by name. And it feels a lot more personal than it does when you're going out live. Definitely. Are they still touring normally? Or is this just something they did specifically due to the situation at hand? No, they're touring. They, uh, they actually have two new songs, two new singles. One song is called Smash Shit Up. <laughs> of course. <laughs> and I forgot what the second song is. But those are the two singles that they have out right now. Beautiful. And I know Corey Taylor of Slipknot said that he was going to start doing a live stream. See, now you're talking my language here. <laughs> Definitely. Now uh, that's something I can get on board with. You see, what I think they should do with these uh, bands and everything, and this is me talking, you know they have these big festivals, right? Yeah, absolutely. They should still have the festivals, but not have the crowd there. Okay, just live stream it? Just live stream it. Yeah. Close down the park, close down everything to where they can't get Nobody can get in and have the live stream. After that band gets off, the other band gets on. But there's no interaction with the other bands or anything like that to where they can get the virus that they need to get if they have the virus. Yeah. Or anything like that. <clears throat> After that, then the man, the stage manager or the roadie can say, hey, look, uh, Jonathan Davis, your band is now set up to go out on stage. You, know, you can go now, go on stage. Everything's been live solved. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think that would be a good way to actually go about it. Yeah, definitely. Now, would you charge your your fans to watch, or would you do it for free? You know, are you going to tour the country at your at your own cost, or are we going to allow us to pay for it? Oof, that's a hard exactly. one. Exactly. That's true too. I didn't think about it from that aspect either, because they make because bands don't make a lot of money like they used to. Very true. Because of pirating and everything else mm-hmm. that's going on. So they don't make a lot of money. They make their money off of the merch that they sell at the concerts. Absolutely. I have streaming services. I have Spotify that I pay for every month. I haven't bought an album in a decade. To be honest with you, I always buy albums. Really? Yeah, I actually buy physical copies and digital copies. I mean, it's probably for the best. If anything ever happens, I will lose everything and never have it again. Whereas you will always have your items. Right. And you see, the new Corn album that I bought, I bought a digital copy, but I also had a physical copy too, mm-hmm. because I'm a I'm a big believer in this. I like physical. I like the physical touch of something. Same. Sometimes I do like games like that. Right. And you see, I like the physical touch of it. Don't get me wrong. I love uh, looking at magazines online and everything digitally, but mm-hmm. I just love the feel of a of a comic book or a page and turning it. Yeah, I kind of agree with you there. I mean, this is completely off topic, but in college, for instance, I would not give the digital books. I'd rather have that book in my hand, be able to turn the pages and mark pages and know where I was and be able to see it with my eyes and physically touch it. Exactly. Not only that, but think of it like this. When you're highlighting something off of something that's digital, you could be highlighting something that is completely what you weren't, weren't supposed to be highlighting. This is true. So there's that aspect. And then not only that, but you also deal with a, maybe a screen that's actually glitchy to the mm-hmm. point where maybe you actually highlighted the wrong thing. That's true. So there's that aspect. But, you know, I always love, 
I, I love Stan Lee's portray of this. He goes, he said, I love the feel of of a magazine, or I love the, he goes, I love the feel of a magazine feeling through my fingers. It's like feeling on tits. <laughs> he said, he goes, he goes, I like to feel them, but I don't, li- but I don't like to have it on digital. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I mean, I'm on that I'd rather have it in person than just as a memory. <laughs> right. I mean, and I'm kind of with him on that, man. If I had to choose between a digital tit or a real one, I mean, I'm gonna go with the real one. Exactly. <laughs> but you know, um, I I can actually respect him for that. Yeah. But what oh, do you think so... about this streaming? Wait, I'm sorry. What do you think about the streaming stuff? I mean, I think it's great. Um, I just. Just thinking about this as a whole, I think all the the stay at home orders and everything that's going on, it, it sucks, man. It it really does. We all know it does. It's it's an inconvenience. None of us want to be home, and if if no. we if we weren't told to be, we would want to be out. We would want to be home anyway. But now that we're told, we want to go outside. I I just I that's think like it's that baby Yoda meme. <laughs> yeah, very true, <laughs> very true. I think it's a good idea <laughs> to help people out. It. Like uh, streaming video, streaming, you know, allowing movies to be watched sooner than normal or putting something on Disney Plus quicker or concerts. It, it's a great way to, to help pass the time. And I think as, as crappy as all this is, it's also bringing families together. It's healing the earth a you little know, bit and it's bringing families together. So what, what the hell? You know, let's just ride it out for now. We'll see how it goes. I agree with you. I totally agree with you. And I feel like this is a way for us to actually pump the brakes a little bit on our everyday busy life Mm -hmm. and be like, we can stay at home with our friends, uh, well, our families and everything and have those close relationships that we once had because we were so busy being wrapped up in everything else. Well, exactly. I mean, I I don't know if your family was like mine, but growing up, I mean, yes, Poplar was a small town. It was a very religious town. We spent time as a family together. We went to church and we did a lot more things that families aren't doing these days. You know, the millennial generation, I know we fall into the millennials, but I relate more to the generation X. And I feel like that is what's lacking in a lot of families now. We don't have that communication between mother and father and son and mom and whatever it may be. This is going to help. I think this is going to help bring families together. As crappy as it is. I think so too. And you see, I still have that mentality of where we grew up from when we were younger. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think I think it's gonna stick with me until I die. Yeah, same here. It's it's in me. And uh, you can't get rid of it because that's how we were raised. Exactly. I, every night I still and, sit down with my girlfriend and we have a dinner and we talk about each other's day. We watch a little bit of TV afterwards and then we're free to do what we want to do. Exactly, and that's the way it should be. You know, communication stuff like that. You know, nothing to be in the middle of everything. But what a way to start it, right? Let's just drop a virus on everybody. <laughs> exactly. But you know what, though? I, I talked about this a little bit, but I want to talk about it again. Yeah. Was the fact that, you know, I don't know if you realize how much hate the Star Wars community was, how bad it was. The Star Wars community during this? No, not during this, oh. but before this. Oh, no. Elaborate. Okay. And including the comic book community as well. But... Basically, for me to do what I'm doing, which is doing movie reviews and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and even my professional friends that are doing movie reviews, and for someone to say, oh, I didn't like Batman versus Superman, or I didn't like The, new, uh, the Last Jedi, 
pe- people would actually go insane. Dude. They would actually send out death threats to really? movie reviewers. I mean, yeah, you got to take it down a notch. <laughs> exactly, because they said, "Oh, you don't know what you're fucking talking about, or anything, or anything like that." You guys should rest. You you don't even know a good movie if it hit you in front of your face. You guys should be. Uh, I, next time I see you, I'm gonna kill you. I'm like, you need to pump the brakes and go into me- a mental health kind of situation. Yeah, I mean, I'm entitled to my own opinion. I mean, most people are. I mean, you, right. you can't. You right. can't win them all. I mean, no movie no. is going to please everybody. No song is going to please exactly. everybody. You can't expect everyone to have your beliefs either. Exactly. And all movies are subjective. Mm-hmm. You can't quantifiably measure it. No, not at all. No. And, you know, I didn't, I was like this. I don't care if you like like it or not. There's going to be other people that you can actually go on YouTube and like and maybe have your same preference as as you do. Absolutely. That actually and, raises you know, a question for me. Like, how do you handle the negative feedback when you when you talk about something? I mean, is it do you just brush it off or do you you know do you engage in it? I engage in it. I used to be where I'm like, you know how hypersensitive I used to be. Yeah. And everything. I kind of tone myself down from mm-hmm. that. I'm like, okay. Is this per I start analyzing it now? I'm like, is this person just having a crappy day? Or is this person actually not liking the movie? Yeah. And what does he even like about this movie? So now I just go about it like this. I'm like, so tell me exactly what you don't like about this movie. Mm-hmm. So that way I can get a perspective on why you don't like it. And don't tell me it, that it, just because it sucks. There has to be an exact reason why you don't like it. Otherwise, you're just a five-year-old at a keyboard telling me that it sucks. Exactly. It's like a child saying they don't like onions or something. Exactly. So they go on ahead, they tell me their pers- perspective on it, and then I, you know what, I said, you know what, I agree with you on that perspective on that. Mm-hmm. Everything, and I respect you for that, because of the fact that you were able to elaborate on why this certain movie that you didn't like, yeah. opposed to how you were doing it before. And sometimes I just go in with the simple thing is, all movies are subjective, not everybody's going to like the same movie. I could be looking at a piece of art from France at uh at the Mona Lisa, and I would think that painting is the most beautiful piece of art that I've actually seen. And then somebody else behind you could actually look at it and say, oh, that's a piece of crap. Just don't get it. Right. And I said, that's exactly the same situation. Mm -hmm. That's what I told them. And they said, you know what, I didn't look at it that way before. So sometimes you have that, and sometimes you just have trolls and usually when I see a troll, either number one, I don't do anything about it. I just let it go. Mm-hmm. But if I see them doing it again on another post I'm doing, I, I automatically ban them. So it sounds like you've gotten comfortable realizing who's a troll and who's not. And who actually is just giving a, their subjective opinion about something rather than being just a prick. Exactly. Because here's the thing. I, I don't even know if you remember this or not, but I used to be an admin for the Fantasy and Sci-Fi Rocks My World page. Yeah, what happened with that, man? The, the admin and I didn't see eye to eye. Ah, well. <laughs> on anything. And he's like, I'm the director. You do what I tell you to do. Yeah, that always goes well. And yeah, <laughs> so me and the other group of admins left. Good. So... They're off doing their things now. Mm-hmm. I'm still friends with some of them. And I'm and he's like, a movie page is never going to work because it's so subjective. And there's no way that that's going to actually work. Mm-hmm. Well, that's very I'm negative. Like, 
right. I said, how do you know it's not going to work unless you try? I said, I'd rather try a feeling than try not try at all. Absolutely. You That's miss 100% of the opportunities you don't take. Exactly. And now look at me now, though. I mean, I have like 15,000 fans that I absolutely love. Some of them even message me to find out how I'm doing. If they don't see a post from me, sometimes they message me. Exactly. Hey, look, you, you built your clientele. <laughs> exactly. And they, it's not, and get this, there, I have such a great community with most of my fan base. Mm-hmm. And I have respect for them. And they have respect for me, too. And if I sometimes too, if they see a troll, they'll go on ahead and bash on them. Yeah, actually, I've seen that a couple of times. You do look like you have a pretty loyal following, and uh, everybody is very, very positive for the most part. There are a couple of negative comments, but it seems like they're jumped on very quick. Exactly, <laughs> and pretty much after that, it's squashed within a day. Good. Or be, and you know, I don't breathe into it like I used to. I'm not hypersensitive like I used to. Yeah be with it and you know i'm just having a good time i love talking about movies i love sharing my passion but you know um you know that's actually a very good question that you asked me but you know um i'm actually friends with one of the movie critics from joeblow.com mm-hmm. and everything and him and i will chat sometimes on how i can do things better so there's that absolutely no i mean hey it takes a it's everybody's feedback. I mean, I want to know if I'm doing something wrong or, or right. You know, I want to fix things too. I think you handle them very exactly. well. Um, I'm proud of the way Thank you've you. uh, you progressed your your page here, man. Thank you, man. Absolutely. I do appreciate that. Absolutely, absolutely. But, but, uh, like I said, the guy didn't see that this page was going to work. Mm-hmm. And I said, "It's how you do it," and everything. Mm-hmm. He goes, "How are you going to do it?" I said, "Post movie news." Post movie reviews. Start off small. Yeah. Grow your audience and then expand from there. Gotta crawl before you walk. Exactly. And get this. All I used to do was I used to share from other places and everything. Now I have my own uh, thing on WordPress now Mm -hmm. from my website. So I I go on ahead. I do type out my articles. And then after I hit publish, it sends right over to the movie page. Oh, beautiful. So from what I'm hearing here, this is just you. You you have no help in this. You're you're making these podcasts. You're doing the notes. You're doing the posts. You're doing the Twitters and the feed and the Facebooks and the, yep. the everything. I mean, it's all yep. you. It's all me. It's 100% me. Man, that's the only thing I have to say. Thank you, man. I do appreciate that. Now, the only thing that isn't me is the, I'm going to be honest, is the icon. You know how I have the logo and everything else yeah the red logo with movie lovers yeah Yeah. i didn't do that my my good friend d did that because he has a podcast of his own Mm -hmm. and he's like dude i made this for you that's awesome and i didn't ask him to do it he just went on ahead and did it for himself did it for me because he was doing it for his podcast and that just you know warmed my heart because of the fact that you know he was willing to help me a matter of fact he actually helped me get established into the whole podcasting thing because you remember youtube yeah. when i was doing youtube videos and how how long it would take me to do a youtube video well, yeah just rendering and, and uploading would take hours man right so what he would do what he did was he said have you ever thought about getting into podcasting i said to be honest i did but i never knew how to do it mm-hmm. then he told me about the anchor app and then i started doing like non-stop 
It's very it's easy. It's like an addiction. It, it really is. I mean, not to and plug them, but Anchor is a great podcast platform. <laughs> I agree with you. They give you the creative freedom that you want. You can have as many subscribers as you want, and you can also get paid for doing it too. And you can you can cash out anytime you want. Why not? Sign like, up? Wait. Exactly. <laughs> By the way, Anchor's a good place. Man, they better <laughs> love us. <laughs> exactly. But you know, I'm having a blast doing it. I've been doing this since July. Man, time flies when you're having fun. It really does. As a matter of fact, this is like episode one eleven. Wow, man! I, I have to be honest. I haven't caught all of them. I've caught a big chunk of them, but man, I did not know you were that far along. Yeah. Um. As a matter of fact, I just did another a podcast episode before you got on. <laughs> was it the one with Tamika? Yeah, that was a good one. Actually, I listened to that one and the one before that, and uh, skipped a Thanks, few prior. Man. Yeah. Um. Uh... But, dude, I, I'm having a blast doing it. I've been doing this almost close to a year now. Yeah. It's hard to believe. But, like I said, D has helped me out in a big way. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, look, man, tell me what I'm doing wrong with my podcast. Tell me what I need to do better to get my audience to listen. And he'll go on ahead and list off some things that I need to straighten out on or whatever. And I do them. And I'm following his advice. And his the form, what he's telling me is absolutely 110% right. So I'm going to keep listening to his advice or listen to other people's advice as well. Oh, absolutely. Take all the feedback you can get. I mean, you decide what exactly. you use, what's pertinent to you, and then run with it. Exactly. Awesome, man. But awesome. thanks. So, Was there anything else you want to know? So what's curious. the plans moving forward, man? Like, How do you see this podcast growing? I know we've kind of changed topics a little bit from Mortal Kombat to it's Corona cool. to this, but... <laughs> Dude, man, I, I, this is a perfect little one-on-one, though, Yeah. to be honest. This is something that I've always wanted to do anyways. So it's good to actually have a friend that actually wants me to do that, that wants to do that. Um, what I want to do is I want to do this professionally. Mm-hmm. I can see myself talking about movies professionally, working in an industry where I can actually do movie reviews, talk movies, and also do movie news. Beautiful. And that's my goal. My goal has always been in the movie stuff. You knew that. Absolutely. From back when we were younger. You're the biggest movie it's... buff I've ever known. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, dude. <laughs> like, I don't know really. if it's a compliment or an insult, man. <laughs> no, man. That's, that's a compliment for me because, you know, pretty much I see just about every single movie that I can grab. Mm-hmm. Even if it's outside of my comfort zone, I'll still go out and watch it. Just me with games. I'm, I'm not as great as you with movies, but I try my best. You see, I watched that new McEnroe versus... Uh, I'm not a tennis player. You know that. I was about to say, I don't really know who McEnroe is, but now you cleared that up for John me. <laughs> I appreciate that. John McEnroe is like the Michael Jordan of tennis back in the 80s. Okay, I should have known this. <laughs> and Borg was also someone that he was going up against. Hmm. Shia LaBeouf played Borg. I mean, no, 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 played McEnroe. I know Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> yeah, he played John McEnroe. Really? So, yeah, so it was actually on Prime, and that's where I watched it. <laughs> and I don't know shit about tennis. I don't either, man. And I was wrapped up in the world of tennis. I didn't have a clue what was going on. They actually <laughs> went to sudden death. Yeah, I And know. the guy, the announcer is like, oh, they're going to sudden death. And then he explains the rules. I'm like, well, thank you for explaining that to me. I'm glad this is not uh, tennis for dummies. 
the only thing I know about tennis is the word love is somewhere involved in that. And I think that has something to do with points, if I'm not mistaken. It, I think it does. And I think it only counts for like one point or something. I don't know. Who knows? Like I, like I said on my podcast, I don't know shit <laughs> about tennis. Give me basketball, give me football, give me UFC and everything. I can talk for hours. I hope you're not hoping tennis. to watch any of that with this virus. Everything is done. Right. <sighs> the last the last UFC fight I watched was the, remember the two women that went head to head? Just this, this last recent one? Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely, man. <laughs> That was an insane fight. That's the one I watched. That was probably one of the best fights. That was that that young Asian lady, I believe, and the other girl. Yeah, yeah. That girl's head was so but, swollen, man. <laughs> man, she looked like she had a five head by the time <laughs> yeah. she got out of there. You remember cone heads <laughs> with Dana yeah. Croy? <laughs> I mean, maybe I not in style, but that. <laughs> it looked time. like Beldor's wife. <laughs> <laughs> she was ready to hone her cone, man. I tell you. <laughs> For sure. I was like, Beldar, I did not like that way you were punching me. <laughs> I haven't seen an ass whooping like that since Holly Holmes beat up on Ronda Rousey, man. Oh, God. I remember watching that at Buffalo Wild Wings, and I was so happy to see Ronda Rousey fight. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, well, that was over. That was fun. Yeah, I'll never pay for that shit again, let me tell you. <laughs> you know what? I didn't. I just watched it at Buffalo Wild Wings, and that's what I did. Good. The last fight I ever paid for was a Oscar De La Hoya boxing match. It was like a $60, $70 fight. Man, it was I a 20-second like fight for 60 bucks, man. <laughs> Never again. You see, that's one bad thing about that. That's one bad thing about UFC fights and stuff like that. Boxing is like, okay, five seconds, it's over. Mm-mm. They don't ever go head-to-head for the first uh, – the, 10 rounds like they're supposed to. Hell no, I'm, I'm buying the $60 World Chess Championship next time. <laughs> <laughs> that's probably a lot more entertaining than that. I'm going to get my money's <laughs> worth, that's for sure. Exactly. Go to sleep, wake up, it's but, still on. <clears throat> Matter of fact, I actually went and saw the, the UFC fight at another place that's like Hooters, mm-hmm. but a lot different than Hooters. Oh. I didn't know there was anything else besides Hooters. <laughs> was it like a Twin Peaks? That's it. Yes. Actually, I, I say that, but now I realize I have been to Twin Peaks, and I love the beer there. It is always ice cold. I love the food there, too. The food is a lot better. Yeah, the food's good. I had the pot roast the last time I was there. It's been a couple of years, but, man, it was great. It was. And that's my first time ever been going, that, that I ever been to a Twin Peaks before. Mm-hmm. And my friend Brandon and I, we were spending the night and everything out on the coast. He's like, have you ever been to Twin Peaks? I was like, no. What's that? He goes, it's like an R-rated version of Hooters. I'm like, okay, let's go. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm down. <laughs> what else am I doing? Oh, exactly. Man. Do they still have that but, place called Tacky Jacks? Is that still a thing? No, nah, they don't have that. I, like, I feel like there was another one like that. Or, gosh, there's so many of these <laughs> restaurants that exploit women, so you can spend money over there. <laughs> it's great. Right. It's. To be honest with you, I kind of gotten away from all that. Oh yeah, that's why I like. That's why I, why I like uh, Buffalo Wild Wings because they don't actually do that. Seriously, man, I'm over thirty now. You're gonna catch me at like Olive Garden and Chili's and stuff. Right, <laughs> so. exactly. Like, don't get me wrong. I like looking at what I was looking at and stuff like that. But you know, if I had it my way, I would have. I would have just went to Buffalo Wild Wings. But yeah, beat up. Let me get some like, some hot wings and a cold beer. I'm good. Exactly. And the funny thing is, like, speaking of Buffalo Wild Wings, I remember when I was engaged, 
And oh yeah, <laughs> I, get this. You're gonna laugh your ass off because this, you know me. This stuff never happens <laughs> to me. This would happen to you, like to you or Ernie. <laughs> okay, uh, I decided to wear my Patriots jersey on playoff night, mm-hmm. and my and my ex was there with me. And this is what's gonna make you laugh. Okay, is the fact that this girl happened to be a Patriots fan and she was our waitress, mm-hmm. and she's over there rubbing my arm. Oh no. And everything, I'm like, she goes, I like the Patriots. So I'm like, I like the Patriots too. But, you you know, I felt like, you know, you need to back off a little bit, maybe like six feet. You see that I, girl I'm over like there? I'm with her. <laughs> because I felt awkward because that stuff never actually happens to me. Right. So I was like speechless, you know. <laughs> so I'm like, this stuff never happens to me. <laughs> so not to cut you off. Tom Brady's yeah. with the Bucks now. What What do you think about that? I've, I've, I've been wanting to ask you for days, man. Like, what do you think about TB with TB? Okay, this is my thoughts on it. And, you know, I feel like this. We had a good run with Brady all this time. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, if it's time to move on, it's time to move on. Okay. I'm still going to be a Patriots fan no matter what. I'm not going to leave the Patriots because I've been with them since 97. Mm-hmm. To go and follow another quarterback. Exactly. So you're, you're following so, the team, not the quarterback. Exactly. Okay. And I wouldn't at this point. I wouldn't be surprised if they get rid of Belichick. You think? At this point. Well, they're already cleaning out house with all the other players. I mean, yeah, they are getting rid of a lot of people, but you think Belichick really? I'm thinking. I'm Ooh. just speculating. But I wouldn't be surprised, and I don't want to see him go. But I'm just speculating at what I'm seeing. Sure. Okay. Okay. Because Ronk retired. Mm-hmm. Unless he pulls a Brett Favre. Right now. Unless um, he pulls a Brett Favre. He comes out of retirement seven more times. <laughs> well, Gronk is, get this, Gronk is going to WWE now. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, Gronk is wrestling in WWE. Oh, man, I've missed so much. <laughs> <laughs> so, he's not even worried about uh, NFL anymore. Okay, then. So... Then Elderman, he's like the only one that's still there. Yeah. So that leads me to think that Belichick might leave now. But you know, I'm I'm okay with Brady leaving to go to the Buccaneers and everything. And one of my friends even asked me this. They said, "Why wouldn't any other team want him as a second string? Because he's Tom Brady. Yeah. He'll sell tickets. Exactly. No one's gonna want to watch someone to be a second string quarterback coaching a person that's on first string when he should already know what he's exactly. doing. Not someone with that much clout. I mean, he's been such a staple for a team for so long for this franchise. Like, no one's going to want to come see the Bucks to watch Jameis play again. Like, Exactly. He throws more interceptions to anybody. No offense to any Tampa Bay fans. I'm sorry. Well, not only that, but even Tony Romo for that matter, too. Oh, he gosh. had more turnovers than Papa John. <laughs> I forgot about old Romo. So, <laughs> but no, he predicts everything on the announcement. Isn't Romo doing <laughs> Corona commercials now? <laughs> Maybe that's what caused the coronavirus. That, okay, now it, it makes sense now. <laughs> <laughs> he needs to go back trying to predict what's going on <laughs> in the announcers. Because he was doing such a good job at that. Oh, man. <laughs> Poor Tony. But, right? <laughs> but... You know, I'm okay with it. I think that somebody else is gonna go on ahead and try and build our team back yeah. to the way, the dynasty that it once was or mm-hmm. is. 
I think it's going to take someone that's going to build it from the ground up again. Fair enough. So who's the new quarterback? I mean, they lost that as a second string moving up, or did they pick somebody up from draft? Or the, no, they... we actually have the second. We actually have the second string. Okay. So that's a plus. Oof. Hopefully, it's a good person. Who is your second string? Do you know? That's what I'm. To be honest with you, I don't. That's know. all right. That's all right. Our you know? our good guy Teddy Bridgewater is now with the Patriots. I mean, the Panthers. Excuse me. Oh man, yeah. I forgot about him being traded over there. That sucks. I mean, we still got and he was good. But I mean, he saved us. I mean, we went five and zero with Teddy Bridgewater. Exactly. That's the part of the reason why that we were that y'all were even in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And everything too, and I was rooting for the Saints because I'm also a Saints fan too. Well, absolutely, gotta be. And you know, I was even saying this: I would love to see Tom Brady and Drew Brees go head to head. I mean, against each other. Too. Is that possible in the Super Bowl? It yeah, is. Yeah, I, I think, think it, it is. is. One's the AFC NFC, I guess, or no? Right. Yeah, one's AFC, one's yeah. NFC. But I'd love to see the two of the best quarterbacks face off against each other. Then that will squash the whole thing. Who is the GOAT? Mm. Don't get me wrong. Breaking records is nice. But at the end of the season, if you don't come back with that trophy or that ring, those records don't mean anything. Exactly. I mean, we got, not this year, but last year, we got stiffed out of MVP for Breeze because of Patrick Mahomes. Which he he earned it. I mean, don't get me wrong. The kid's good. Dang it, man. Breeze was breaking records. But I get what you're saying, though, definitely. I mean, you, you can break the records, but are you bringing home the, the cheddar? I mean, are you bringing home the big exactly. trophy, the Lombardi? Because at the end of the day, that's what it's mm-hmm. about. It's about that trophy. And that's what it's all for. You you don't play these 16 games for nothing, so. Oh, man. They bet this, this corona crap better clear up before August and September, let me tell you. Otherwise, there's going to be a huge riot. I can just say. Absolutely. Gail Benson going to come cutting everybody. <laughs> <laughs> because that's like one of the go- delivery guys is like what are we gonna do dude uh, i've watched the godfather like three times <laughs> i'm like dude i said i love the godfather but not enough to watch it three three times in a row yeah fair enough i mean maybe over my life watched- but not in a row <laughs> right because i told him i said you just watched six hours of the godfather i said i couldn't do that back to back i mean it's a good movie though <laughs> it, it is but, you know, I told him, I said, I can give you a list of movies and TV shows to binge watch and everything to take your mind off the there's no sports. Because don't get me wrong, I'm a huge hockey fan. Mm-hmm. And I can't watch my hockey now. And I can't watch baseball. Absolutely random side note. Speaking of binge watching, I've been watching a show on Netflix called, I mean, on Hulu. Oh, gosh, what is it called? The Last Man on Earth, I think. Oh, yeah, I've heard about man, that. It's made in 2015 about a virus that kills everybody in 2020, man. <laughs> what? I'm going to check this thing out now. I saw that in the, the description. I was like, okay, so i got to turn this on. It wound up being actually pretty good. I don't know the actors in it or actresses or anybody, but it's definitely worth your time. It's a short show. It's on Fox. 20-minute episodes. You can definitely get through you know, 15 episodes in a night if you have the time. Okay. I'm going to have to give that a shot, yeah, too. That's pretty funny. Let's see. I also watched, uh, I binge-watched Ozark already. You know, you told me about that. I got into the first couple episodes, but never followed through with it. Is it worth it? Is it worth my time? Dude, dude, I know it's a slow build with the first season. It was. I'm going to be honest with you. It dragged in the first couple episodes, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't slow down after that. It's like, they introduce a new character, 
but you're not sure what they're going to do with that character or how this connect, uh, how this character is actually going to connect mm-hmm. with everything. But if you do such a good job at connecting that character in and putting that character in positions in certain positions in that show. Okay. Yeah, I might give it another shot. I mean, why not? I got time. Right. But I'm just going to be honest with you. It is a very well-written show. This season didn't slow down at all. It's Michael Bateman in that, right? Is it Michael Bateman, main character? Oh, uh, Bateman. Bateman. I know who you're talking about. I, I get this. I remembered his name earlier. Now I don't remember it. Uh, I'm looking it up right now, actually, just to make sure. Here, yeah, it's definitely Michael Bateman. I love what he does. Okay. He was great in part. I think Parks I and Rec. I like him in comedies. He can do comedies. He can do dramas. The dude can do just about anything. What movie was he in? Was it Parks and Rec or, or what show was it in? Oh goodness, it wasn't Parks and Recreation. I think it's Parks and Rec. I don't remember. Jason Bateman is what you're thinking. Of. Yeah, that's hey, that's what I'm talking about. Jason Bateman. But I'm gonna be honest with you. Um, he was actually in the mo- that TV show, The Outsider. Oh, really? On HBO. Yeah. And that show was good. It's actually based off a Stephen King book. Oh, really? Yep. That I didn't know. And, and it actually works works itself out with being a great adaptation because even in the beginning of the story, it starts off just like it did in the book. Mm-hmm. And everything, and I haven't read all the book yet or anything like that. But for the most part, it actually is very well written, close enough to where the book it how the book is. So, do you normally read books before you watch videos or movies? To be honest with you, I had the book before it was even a uh, thing. Oh wow, nice! Just to backtrack a but, little bit, yeah. it is Arrested <laughs> Development that Jason Bateman's in. <laughs> okay, but. Get this though, one of my friends, her niece is actually in the show. Really? Is in the uh, Outsider show. That's awesome. So I'm like, that's really cool. I could, I told this, I saw the resemblance, but I wasn't sure if that was right or not. <laughs> so I thought that was actually pretty neat. That is pretty awesome. But, but I binge watched. I'm not okay with this. Mm-hmm. That was actually a good show. It has the two kids from the Stephen King's It movie, and it also has a mixture of Carrie a little bit with Stephen King. Okay. And it's this girl who's discovering that she has, like, superpowers. hmm And she's also dealing with a lot more, a lot of other stuff that's actually, that she's dealing with, and that's good. Raising Dion was good. Which is a kid who, a single mother who's raising her kid and he has superpowers, and she has to try and figure out how to deal with it. I think you talked about this on a previous podcast, but Tiger Kings. Should yep. I should I waste time and watch Tiger Kings? Because it is all over the internet, all over my feeds, all over everything yeah. I do every day. Okay. My friend Tamika, the one that I just got done doing the podcast mm-hmm. with, he's the one who told me about this show. <clears throat> and at first, I'm like, I don't know. This thing doesn't seem like it would appeal to me or anything like that, you know? So I'm like, okay, I'm going to go in and get this thing a shot. I went from laughing out loud because of how stupid this redneck <laughs> is, who's a, ti- who's a Tiger King taking care of these tigers. It's pretty close to home, right? <laughs> right. And then it goes dark. Ooh. Like, this documentary goes dark really fast. Mm. You go from laughing at this redneck to 
this redneck is just going crazy. Yeah. Oh. Because he puts out a hit on another uh, tiger owner, and she lives all the way down Florida. Hmm. Wait. What? And, <laughs> right. Yeah. He puts a hit. He he wants to kill her. They, That's all bad. These tiger owners fighting over over what tigers? <laughs> Basically, she didn't like the way that he's taking care of his tigers, Uh-oh. and calling and calling him an animal abuser and stuff like that. And he hates her. And every single episode that he actually makes on his reality show, he says, "I wish that Carol, Carol Bisson would just go on ahead and die." Okay, so I've seen memes with that. So that's where that comes from. Yeah. Yep. This sounds like a train wreck that I won't be able to look away from if I started. That's exactly right. <laughs> and you know what? I even told Tamika this, but I'm going to tell you this too. I think Michael Bay would be a perfect director for this movie. He's actually busy right now making the Corona movie. So <laughs> What? <laughs> you know they're making something and Michael Bay is going to have first dibs. There's going to be explosions and body True. parts everywhere. <laughs> what should be like some big old huge virus lab with an explosion and a Contains the uh, COVID nineteen, the true story by Michael Bay. Right. It's got an explosion on the on the VHS made that cover. Game game movie. <laughs> Gosh, what did you say? I'm sorry. You know that movie, Pain and Game, with the Rock, yeah, yeah, and Mark Wahlberg. He made that movie. He did. Yep. Really. I, I feel like it was a little bit different than what he's normally doing. <laughs> Right, there was no. Explosion. There wasn't a single one that I could recall. I'm thinking right now, like, are there any explosions in this, or any robots, or anything? Exactly. Hmm. Just uh, when the helicopter's shooting after the rock. Okay, yeah, he, he had to get a little bit in there. Okay, just a little bit of Michael Bay for me, please. <laughs> right, but you know, I think he would actually be a good director for that mm-hmm. movie because it's so over the top, and not only that, but. I think Tim Robbins would be a perfect actor to play the doctor in the documentary. If you once you watch the documentary, you'll see why I said that. See, the extent of my Tim Robbins knowledge is, oh god, what movie was that? Shallow How. Where if it's the same person that I'm thinking of, is it the same person? No, I don't think. Where's so. the motivational speaker but, guy? <laughs> oh, okay. I think I know. Maybe I'm way off. It's been years. But Shawshank Redemption. But he was also on Shawshank Redemption. My girlfriend is downstairs watching that right now. Yeah, she's literally downstairs watching Shawshank Redemption right now. That's awesome. I just messed with her. This movie. (laughs) Again. It's It's your favorite movie. It's a great movie. Mine too. It's a cult classic. I mean, it's okay. I've only watched a couple times. But yeah, it's actually a cult classic. It actually got beaten out by Forrest Gump as the best pitch. I'd rather Forrest Gump. I mean, I, would. I can't lie, man. I laugh my butt off every time I watch Forrest Gump. It's probably not a funny True. movie. But Forrest Gump is a great classic. <laughs> but Tim Robbins also played in Nothing to Lose with Martin Lawrence. Oh, okay. But I'm looking Tim Robbins. That's just right a little. Now. Definitely not the person I was thinking. That's for sure. Okay, so <laughs> I was gonna say I don't remember him being there. <laughs> yeah, shallow how was what I was thinking, and that was Tony Robbins, by the way. Sorry, <laughs> a fictional it, character, by the way. 
to be honest with you, it's easy to get that uh, mixed up though because the last thing we is uh, definitely not a movie expert. <laughs> hey, it's all good, man. Like I said, I, this is just two friends talking back. Absolutely, and forth. I appreciate you having me here, man. Not a problem, dude. I'll do this again. Absolutely, I'm down for Seriously. it. If you'll have me again, I'll be here. Definitely, man. I don't want to keep you any more than what you oh, are right no, now. I, I definitely appreciate it, man. I just want to say I'm, I'm really proud of you. I'm glad things are going the way they're going. And Thanks. if anybody's listening, hey, look, share this. Get this out to everybody. Let everybody know what's going on. We're, we're having a great time here. We want everybody to join us. Support this guy. He's a great guy. He definitely deserves it. Thanks, Absolutely. bro. I, I, I do appreciate that. And this is John DiGiorgio from Movie Lovers Unite. And thank you again, Kyle, for being on the My show. My pleasure, man. Thanks for having me.